just want to start something. Uh, I don't know if I will, where I will get. But I want to talk about meeting God in the midst of trouble. Meeting God in the midst of trouble. And some people can say, but how is that relevant? It's relevant. Uh, because people don't know how to handle themselves when they are going through tough times. When they are going through tough times, they just are caught up by surprise, and sometimes they just want to worship, they want to sing, suddenly they want to do this, and then discouragement sets in, and they start for a while, and they stop. Meeting God in the midst of trouble. Say to your neighbor, meeting God in the midst of trouble. Hallelujah. Meeting God in the midst of trouble. Uh, let's read the book of James, chapter number 5, verse 13. James 5, 13. James 5, 13. Is anyone among you suffering? Let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing some. Now, James have given us what to do. In trouble. He said, is anyone in trouble? Let him what? Pray. When you are joyful, sing. When you are in trouble, pray. Hallelujah. So prayer becomes like a, a key to go through trouble. Because if you are not praying, you will be depressed. Because trouble has the ability to corner you in a way that you might even deny what you believe. Hallelujah. But let me tell you that trouble is not all the fact of a devil. Trouble sometimes is life. It's not all devil. Sometimes it's life. Life happens. Hallelujah. Life happens. But Bible tells us that there is, a, there is something we should do when we are in trouble. He said, pray. Can I tell you that it's because of trouble that Saul met Samuel? Yes. Because trouble can propel you to your destiny. We are not celebrating trouble. We are just trying to explain to you what happened when you are in trouble. That sometimes trouble becomes an avenue for destiny. Hallelujah. Look, let's, let's read in the book of 1 Samuel. 1 Samuel chapter number 9. I want us to read from verse 3 to 6. 1 Samuel chapter number 9, verse 3 to 6. Let's read it. It says, Now the donkey of Kish, soul father, were, were lost. The donkeys were lost. And Kish said to Saul, his son, Please take one of the servants with you and arise and go to look for the donkeys. So he passed through the mountain of Ephraim and through the land of Shalisha, but they did not find them. Then they passed through the land of Shalim and they were not there. Then they passed through the land of uh, Benjaminites, but they did not find them. 
When they had come to the land of Zup, Saul said to his servant who was with him, Come, let us return. Lest father cease caring about the donkeys and become worried about us. Let's go to verse 15 to 17. 15 to 17. And he said to him, Look now, there is in this city a man of God, and he is an. an no, I'm, I haven't finished with it yet. Let's go back to where we were. Let's go back. You jump too quickly. Can we go back to the scripture where we were? Verse 15. Now the Lord had told Samuel in his year before. <laughs> I think we are a bit confused. Now the Lord had told Samuel in his ear the day before Saul came, saying, Tomorrow about this time I will send you a man from the land of Benjamin, and you shall anoint him commander over my people Israel, that he may serve my people from the that he may save my people from the hands of the Philistine, for I have looked upon my people because they cry has come to me. Stop there. Now, you should understand something important here. We come to understand that the loss of a donkey were not the doing of Satan. Because what was say, God sent, God said to so Samuel, I'm sending a young man to you. So God organized the loss of the donkeys to attract Saul to Samuel. Now, when I read my Bible, I realize that some of the things are orchestrated by God in order to get her to a certain place. Yes. Yes. He said, I'm sending you Saul. But Saul didn't know that he was being sent. Saul thought he was looking for his donkeys. While the Holy Ghost has set a plan to organize a meeting between him and Samuel. Oh, can I submit to you that what you are going for might be a setup to get you to your destiny? It's not all that is not going well that is devils. Mm -hmm. The angel of the Lord organized the lust of the donkeys. So when Saul was looking for the donkeys, the angel were leading him to Samuel. Pastor through this land, he does not see it. Pass through it, does not. Have you come to a place of your life where it feels to you that wherever you look, help is not coming? That you have done it all, help is not coming. And now you come to a place where you found, you ask yourself, what is going on? Can I submit to you? You are on your way for the anointing. Because the anointing of God will lead you to a place so that you may be able to help other people into that same place. Hallelujah. So sometimes what we are going through is not the testimony that we are walking in a wrong path. Hallelujah. 
The Bible says that, that Saul, before Saul came, God has spoken to a ear of Samuel that I'm sending somebody. But he won't leave his house unless the donkeys are gone. I will make sure the donkey go. Then you look for them. And while looking for them, I'm leading his step to you. So Samuel didn't have to go and look for Saul. Sometimes we think God is looking for us. Uh-uh. God is organizing situations so that we can come to him. He knows where we are. He's all-knowing. He knows the state of your life. Could it be that the situation at home, at work, is a setup? Could it be that what you are going through now is a setup? For you to enter some strange dimension of prayer that you have never before. Because when it's removed, you will not pray anymore, you will sing. Because he said, when you are joyful, you sing. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. But he said, when you're going tough, pray. So some of you, there is an invitation for prayer. And you think the devil is destroying you. The devil has no right to destroy you. Yes. God is with you. God is in you. And God is for you. I've been to places in my life where I thought God hates me. But I didn't know it was set up for me to get a character of God that I'd never had in my life. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Are you being blessed? We owe a debt to this generation. Yes. Because we have robbed this generation from this principle. We have told them that every trouble is Satan. And because of that, they don't know where, how to stand in trouble. When trouble comes, they're looking for which warfare they must do. They don't look for, <laughs> I lift my eyes to the hills. <laughs> where does my help come from? Now, now. Now, the man is suggesting something here. He said, the hill, I'm looking to the hills. But now I'm asking myself, is my help coming from the hills? He said, no, my help comes from the Lord. <laughs> so when I look in the wrong place, I might get the wrong answer. So when things are happening, hey, there is a place to look. And if you look to the wrong place, you will fight the wrong battles. Yes. Yes. We are not struggling against flesh and blood. So if you look at the people, you are looking at the wrong thing. And if you look at the wrong thing, you will engage in the wrong battle. He said, the hill is not my help. My help comes from the Lord. And, and, and now, look at how he, 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 he announced the Lord, creator of heaven and earth. So he said, where my help is coming from, it's a source that cannot be defeated. Because he created the universe. 
So I'm not looking to a man because, listen, help can come from many sources. Yes, you can be helped by men. Yes, yes, yes. Even money can help you. Yes, yes, friend can help you. But he says, me, my help comes from the Lord. The author and finisher of my faith. I stand with him because my help comes from him. When you talk like that, you are unmovable. Yes. Because the debt that we owe to the generation is to tell them that coming to Christ does not mean end of trouble. Coming to Christ means the switching of position. You have come from the natural man to a spiritual man. Therefore, you don't see things according to the natural anymore. You see them according to the spirit. So the trouble may remain, but your way you analyze the problem will be different. It's not coming to Christ and everything will be well. No. It's come to Christ and you will change your nature. Come to Christ and you will have a relationship with the Father. What we have lost, we can find it through Christ. So troubles are part of this journey, my God. If you, don't, if you are not in trouble yet, wait. Sooner or later it comes. <laughs> yes. 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 So you need to understand that when trouble comes, there is a way to handle it. Yes, you don't need to be all over the show like everybody else. You need to go to the altar of prayer. My God. He said, he said, I'm sending soul to Samuel because I've heard the cry of my people, not of soul, my people. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So what is happening to you today is not because of you. Ah, ah. there are people that are struggling and are going through something. And they will need somebody that has been through the order to help them. So the Lord is raising you up right now. Oh, help her. The Lord is raising you up right now so that you may be able to go through it. Listen, we are going through. It means there's a way between. When you think there is no way in your trouble, there is a way still. It makes a way where there is no way. Yes. Yes. Yes, so what you are going through, you are not alone. You are, there are generations that have cried out to God and looking for a man of compassion. But you have never been through it, so you can't get compassionate. But when you have been through, you are one with a thing. So when somebody is going through, you know exactly what he's feeling. So the heart of compassion is born in you. He said, I've heard a cry, and I'm sending soul. Yeah, 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 yeah. You need to show that it's possible that we go through and we are not depressed. The world is looking. Listen, the world is not looking for who will drive the best car. They are looking for who can handle trouble. Yes. 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 The proof is that with the corona story, 
They are not asking for who has the best car. They're asking for who has the answer. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. You know, I was so disappointed when I got infected with corona in the beginning. I was very hurt. Because I said to God, it's not possible. How can I be listed among the corona patients? And the Lord says, you will go through it But it will not take over you. So that you may know that it's a virus that he has no power over you. Because if it has never touched you, fear will be in your heart because you don't know how it behaves. But because it has come to you, you know how to handle it. So when people get it, you have the strength to pray for them because you know, if I could heal you, I can heal them too. So it's not all about you people. Or it's not all about you. We have made this thing about us. That's why we are depressed. We have made this thing about us. That's why we want to kill ourselves. It's not about us. It's about a generation. Say it's about a generation. As for me and my house, we shall serve the Lord. We shall serve the Lord. Yes. God is looking for people that can stand. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Do you know that Moses met God because he fled from Egypt? But the reason why he fled from Egypt was trouble. Yes. He killed an Egyptian and Pharaoh wanted to kill him, so he fled. But he did not know. He did not know that in the journey, God was waiting for him at Oreb. So when he went to marry the daughter of Jephro, it was all part of a plan. Because he needed to go to a house of a shepherd. Because Moses knew how to handle wealth, but he didn't know how to handle people. So he stayed in the palace. So he is acquainted to the gods of Egypt. He's acquainted to wealth, but he didn't know people management. So when the time came for him to manage people, he killed. And God says, if I can send this guy to with my people, he will kill them all. So before I can trust him with human beings, let me trust him with sheep first and see how he's going to handle them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Before he raises you up for your assignment, he will give things to you that are not a real assignment, but he's testing your ability to handle the thing he gives you. You see, God said you will be wealthy, and after 10 years, you are not wealthy yet. You know what God is doing? He's testing your ability to manage wealth in the place of needs. If you can get it now, you will squander it. The prodigal son. So God is testing your abilities. Huh. So Moses goes with a sheep and he's learning how to find pasture for the sheep. And he has done that and God saw 
this man has become a good leader. So now I can encounter him. He goes on account of a ship. He goes to a mountain. Leading the ship because he's before them. He walks before them. And the ship follow him. He comes to the mountain and this is a burning sight. And God is in the bush. God is burning in the bush, but the bush is not being consumed. And Moses understood that there is something supernatural going on here. He steps away to know God. Say, Moses, don't come closer, for you have encountered with divinity. The place where you are standing is holy ground. I'm praying for a mountaintop experience in your life this morning. That you may, listen, I know you have encountered God because you are born again. But God is so multifaceted that there is a facet of God that you still need to encounter. And when you encounter that, it will turn you into destiny. Moses went and Moses, Moses heard about God because he's a Hebrew boy. But he has never seen him. Because there's a difference between hearing and seeing. Oh, so many people have heard about Jesus, but they haven't encountered Jesus. So many people have heard about healing, but they have never encountered healing. It's time for God to be manifest in our midst. The visible and tangible presence of God shall be manifested in our midst. My Lord, my Lord, help me. Help me, help me already. Help me because I, help me, help me. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Daniel, friend, encounter God in the furnace. They knew about God, but they have never encountered the fourth man. So when the furnace were being set up, we all thought it was a king setting it up. But it was God trying to show his glory to that king. So he said to the king, bring your best. Ah, pull out your best. So the king says, we'll hit it up seven times if you don't bow to the wealth. Gold statute. He said, we will not bow to that. The king said, okay. So you will be thrown into the furnace. And they say, king, listen to us. You can do whatever you want. We will not serve another God. They threw them into the furnace, and heaven broke through. Sometimes God is waiting for the place where you are breaking in order for him to break through. Yes. God is waiting for that place where you are breaking. It feels like you don't have any stretch anymore. It feels like you don't know what to do anymore. And that's the place of breakthrough. I'm looking for people that are stretched to the limit this morning. Yes, because let me submit to you that the art of throwing a bow or an arrow it lies in the ability to stretch. The more stretched, the more accurate. So you think God is stretching you, but God is busy shaping your destiny into accuracy. So that you will not miss on the target. Because if you are not really well stretched, you can miss on your target. So I'm submitting to you this morning 
that whatever you are going through is not the result of satanic manipulation necessary. What you are going through is an orchestration from heaven to lead you to the path of destiny. Give glory to God in everything. Yes. 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 Oh, Lord, I need to stop. Help me, Jesus. Help me, Jesus. I don't know where we're going to bring this one because it does not fit any slot of faith TV. But I trust that you will combine the two because I need to carry on. Hmm. Hmm. I want to finish with this. The Bible says in the book of Matthew, chapter number six, it says, Lead us not into temptation, but delivers us from. God is not the offer of temptation, but is the offer of test. There's a big difference. Temp- the outcome of temptation is to make you fail. Test is to show what you have inside of you. Because you need to understand, Psalm 66 says, Lord, you have tested us, refined us like fire. You brought us. You brought us through the fire, through the flood. You let our enemy ride on our back, but at the end, you brought us to the land of plenty. So there is a land of plenty waiting for you right now. I say there is a land of plenty. After what you have gone through, there is a land of plenty that is waiting for you. Between Egypt and the promised land, there was a wilderness. But at the end of the wilderness, there were the promised land. I want to encourage you this morning that whatever you are going through is a pathway to the land of plenty in your life. You shall eat in plenty and you shall be satisfied with the goodness of the land. And God will cause everything to fight for you, not against you. I'm appealing right now to heaven this morning that doesn't matter what you are going through, there must be a reward Ah, ah. Because you've been faithful in standing in hardship. And some of you think it's too long. It's too long. It's too long. No test seems short. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. When we are going for a testing, it feels long. But the end of this is blessings. Can I tell you something that when you are going through a testing, God will always be quiet. Yes. If you feel that God is not saying anything, that's the proof of a testing. Because no, no, no genuine lecturer will give you a test and give you the answer. Have you been in a classroom where they give you a test and the lecturer comes and says, these are the answers? No, he taught you. So it ends back. In testing, it's the only time where the lecturer is quiet. He is in the classroom, but he's quiet. He's not outside of the classroom. He is with a student. He's just quiet because he's waiting for them to show. Ah. So that, so that he can say, I'm proud of my student. They learned well. So in your testing, God will, God will stand back 
and you will be crying and God is not answering. You'll be yapping and God is not answering. Because God says, you can do it. You can handle it. When Jesus came to the cross, God became quiet. To the point where Jesus said, my father, where are you? Why have you forsaken me? The voice that said, this is my beloved son at baptism was quiet at crucifixion. Somebody help me. So there are times where the voice that affirms you will be quiet, not because he hates you, but he wants you to show what he has put inside of you. So you pray and you don't get an answer. And you are depressed because you say, God is far from me. No, no, no. The lecturer is being quiet. And you know, I was writing a test, and the lecturer was going, and he was looking at what I was writing, and he will pass. And I thought, maybe I'm making a mistake. Why is he not telling me? Because he can see my answers, but he's not saying anything. Because at the testing ground, you become responsible. You're not a child anymore. No, you're not a child anymore. You come to a place where the lecturer trusts you to handle your own answers. And I'm praying this morning that you may know that when God is quiet, it's time for you to arise and shine for your light has come. Yes. 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 There are places in our life where God is quiet. Because he has already given us the tool. The tools to do what we have to do. And he will not come and repeat himself. He will trust us to unleash what he has put inside of us. So that greater is he that is in me than the one that is in the world. So that when I go through trials and temptation, I know that greater is he that is in me than the one that is in the world. When I'm going through a test or I'm going through something that is not pleasing, I know that my God has already prevailed. We sang today that I will see the victory. I want to say, I have seen the victory. I have seen the victory. I'm praying this morning that the Lord may bless you. Can we give a big hand to our Lord? <laughs> Woo! Hey! Hey! So I'll finish up with this next Sunday. I trust that you will be here. There are good things coming. Mm-hmm. There are good things coming. Say to your neighbor, I didn't know, I didn't know, neighbor, I didn't know. <laughs> say, say, neighbor, I thought they hate me. I thought they hate me. I thought they didn't like me. Say, say, I didn't know it was an opportunity for me to show off God. Show forth and show off God. It's an opportunity for me to display the glory of God. It's an opportunity for me to shine because light is only relevant when there is darkness. Yes. 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 It's only in the face of darkness that we need light. So when it's dark at your workplace, that's why you are there. You are the light of the world, and you are the salt of this world. When your family is repelling you, it's the place for you to stay because you are the light. You know, something will try to vomit you. Don't allow that. Uh-huh. Yes. 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 I say yes. I say yes. Ah. There was a man that was struggling to make his cow cross the river. And that cow just had a baby. And he was pushing the cow. 
And the cow will say, I'm not going. Will say, no, not me. So there's another guy that came and he said, sir, what do you want to do? He said, I want the cow to cross. He said, it's easy. Take the baby to the other side. So the guy carried the baby to the other side. And then mommy cow comes in the water. <laughs> because, <laughs> because mama cow will not let the baby alone. So sometimes God will... <laughs> Hey, 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 hey. When you are stuck in your journey, God will carry your vision to the other side. And he knows, he knows that you will go through the waters to reach your vision. God is doing that in your life today. Yes, 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 yes. Some of you, it feels to you that your vision is lost. No, it's not lost. It's in the hands of God. And nothing can be lost. Nothing can be lost. He wanted to go to the other side. Because he didn't say you will drown. He said, let's go to the other side. He said to the disciple, let's cross over to the other side. He knew the storm was coming. And he said, let's go to the other side. And then he went back and slept. And in his sleep, the storm came. And when the storm came, Jesus was still quiet until they wake him up. And when they wake him up, he woke up not happy. He said, where is your faith? Because he was resting. Master is resting. He has put you to handle everything. He does not want you to all the time be a kind baby. He wants you to say, I know in whom I have believed. For my redeemer lives. It doesn't matter what I go through. I will have the victory and I have the victory. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of The devil, you throw your best shot at me. Yet, the shield of faith is protecting me. The shield of faith is protecting me. That I can sing amazing grace when it seems like there is no grace. I can sing that my eyes are open when I still feel blind. I can sing I'm healed when I'm still feeling the pain. Because I know that my Redeemer lives. I can say, I can say I am blessed when I have nothing. I can say I am rich when I feel broke. My pocket has... It's not about what I'm going through. It's about who is taking me through it. I'm praying today that we may change our attitude. I'm praying today we may change our attitude. Because when we change our attitude, we'll mount up with wings like eagles. I say, Lord, I need finance. I need this. I need that. I need that. And he said, haven't you realized that the more you ask me for that, the more depressed you are? I say, how does it work? How does it work? How does it work? Why? Shouldn't I ask you for those things? He said, no, I say you can ask. It's not a problem. But don't ask us if your life depends on that thing. Because with all that thing, I'm still Lord and I'm sitting on the throne. So if I bless you or not, I'm still God and that changed nothing of me. Yes, if you are healed or not, I'm still God. It does not utter my Godship. That, that if, if, if I'm still, if I'm dead or what, I'm still. Hmm. 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 When I stood before the coffin of my sister, I thought God was not God anymore until we bury her. 
And when we buried her and I stood up and I was going home, God showed me something that I've never seen in my life. Between the graveyard and home, God solved a problem in my life. And I didn't, I was in awe of God. I thought death was the end of a situation. But God told me, I'm propelling you to another heights. Between grave and home, it was settled. Yes, I don't want to go into details, but I know what I'm talking about. Listen, 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 listen. John, listen to me. Doesn't matter what happens to you, God is still God. Yes. You worship him not because of what is happening to you. You worship him because he's God. Yes, yes. He sits on the throne and there's no man, any other man like him. I want us to put God on his place this morning and say you are God and you are on the throne and you are worthy and you are mighty. You are mighty to save. You are God. 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 Even when I'm lowering the coffin, you are still God. Yes, 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 you are still God. It does not change who you are. You are God and you are God alone. If I must use my last breath, I will worship my God because he's God alone. Don't only make him the God of breakthroughs. No. He's a God of a mountain. He's also a God of a valley. Yes. The people, the enemies of Israel made that mistake. They say that God is a God of a mountain. God said, I will show you. Let's go to the valley. I will show you I'm God in the valley. So when I'm joyful, he's God. When I'm in the valley, breathing, really fighting, he's God. He's God of a mountain and he's God of a valley. He's still God. Say he's still God. This 10th of October, we decide to say you are still God. If we succeed or fail, you are still God. If it turns for me or against me, you are still God. If I can hear from you or not, you are still God. Yes. If I have breakthrough or downthrough, you are still Yes, yes. Because anything that goes upward can come downward. Mm -hmm. Yeah, any stone you throw up can come down. So it's not because you, God has lifted you up that you have become God. There is somebody that sustains you, an invisible hand that keeps you there. If you make the mistake to take his glory, he will lift his hand and you will fall to the ground like, a, like a, a rotten apple. I see people, they are prideful. You see my achievement? I say, you. You. I have achieved so much. You. Give him the glory. Hallelujah. Can we give a big hand to our Lord? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I say, thank you, Jesus. 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 Glorify him. Glorify him. Thank you, Jesus! Thank you, Jesus! Thank you, Jesus! Thank you, Jesus! Say, I love you, Lord. I love you with all my heart. 
not because of what you are doing for me, but you are God and you are on the throne. Today, I declare that in all situations in my life, you are God. You are God. And I vow to give you the glory. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You can go home today and be joyful. And know that he who watches over you does not slumber nor sleep. Yes, he who watches over you does not slumber nor sleep. That you will go out and come in under the protection of the Lord. He said the sun will not strike you by day nor the moon by night. I didn't know that the moon can strike. Until I read that. I thought it's only the sun that can burn you. But it's even the moon. <laughs> yes. So nature cannot harm you because you are with God. I want to pray. Say, say with me, say, dear Lord Jesus, today I ask you to forgive me anytime I felt so broke and broken because I thought there was no way. Today, I know there is a way. Jesus is the way. Jesus is the way. And where it seems to be no way, you're making a way in this wilderness. Thank you for watering my life. I give you praise in Jesus' name. Hallelujah.